as I, as I share here. So uh, if, if, that, if that doesn't work out, did you get what I just said? So, and, and we're doing this to reach people that would never come to the church and that sort of thing. But um, we're also doing it for folks because there's some folks that we have that don't feel comfortable coming yet to the services. So, so we're doing, doing it for that. Also, our Wednesday, so does everybody understand what we're doing on Sunday morning? So we'll be here 10 till 11. It's going on Facebook. But if this doesn't work, then we'll also, you know, the Facebook part of it, that camera right there then we'll be doing it at home also. Wednesdays, we're going to just have online Bible study, okay? So we won't be meeting here on Wednesdays. We'll just do online Bible study for the time being, and we'll just do that on, on down the road. And just uh, Maybe at some point down the road, we'll meet back here on Wednesdays for Bible study, but, but uh, we'll just be doing the Wednesdays online for, for the time being, okay? And, and is everybody all right with that? Are you okay with that? And uh, now, now today... Uh, Today, I don't really have a sermon for you. Uh, I just want to have a heart-to-heart talk with you. Just a heart-to-heart talk. Uh, And I'll pick up with my sermons next week. Uh, I'm going to start a series next week that the Lord laid on my heart on the blessing of the Lord. And and we're going to go several weeks on the blessing of the Lord. It's a powerful, powerful series. God, uh, you know, he blessed Adam and Eve, didn't he? And uh, he's blessed his man. When I say man, you know what I mean. Mankind. He he's a, God's a blesser, and the Bible is just full of of the of just how God has blessed us, wants to bless us, will bless us. And so I'm going to start up on that next Sunday on the blessing of the Lord. And then Wednesday night, I, I'll just you'll just have to tune in and find out what I'm talking about Wednesday night. But um, but I just want to have a heart-to-heart talk with you today. Uh, you know, we're living in, as you know, unprecedented times. Uh, it's been, what, over 100 or more years since there's been a pandemic back in uh, 1917, 1918. And uh, that date rings for me because that was the year my dad was born. Uh, he was born in, in, in the place where I, where, where I live right now, only it was old farmhouse. We've since torn that down and built a, built a, a new one on top of it. But, but he was born in that house in 1918, right, right back over here uh, behind the subdivision. Is, and he was born there, but they had a, a big pandemic back there then. You've all heard of that, haven't you? But since then, I guess there hasn't been anything quite like this. This COVID-19, again, I said it a moment ago, but I'll say it again. The Lord did warn us. You know, the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. And remember, remember he talked about a giant arising in the land. And and so we've talked about that. But there's been uh, over 100,000 deaths, you know, uh, in our nation in such a short period of time. Economic hardship. I don't think we really realize the economic hardship that that is 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 going on out there, um, and, and that may not even be realized for a while. Uh, but you know, I'm thankful because no one in our congregation, to my knowledge, has gotten COVID nineteen. Is that wonderful? 
And, and if you think about it, if you remember back before, before it ever, it, it, it had just come on the, it had just come on the news. Because uh, if you remember, if you remember that one Sunday, I said to y'all, have you heard of COVID-19? And nobody, almost nobody had heard of it. I think a couple of weeks before that, the Lord had given us that prophecy about the giant arising in the land. But then just as it was barely coming on the news, remember we stood in here and I had you face to the east. Remember that? And we spoke to it. Do you remember that? And we commanded that, it, that, that, that if, it, if it did slip through and get into the country, which it did, but if it got within... How many remembers how many feet? Do you remember? Within 10 feet, it'd have to die. Amen. 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 And so I don't know of anybody in our congregation that's, that's gotten it. Uh, so, so then, of course, that begs the question, why would you wear the masks? Why would you? Well, I'll get to that here in just a second, okay? Because that is a good question, isn't it? Isn't it? It's a good question, but I'm going to give you an answer, okay? Because if we've cursed it, which we have, and commanded it to die within 10 feet of us, why would we, why would we need to go through all these precautions? Well, I'm going to talk about that to you in just a moment. But, uh, and then, unprecedented times with this COVID stuff. And then, who would have thought just last week, I, I thought that coming in here today, the, the number one thing that would be on people's minds would have been the COVID stuff and the requirements and the, you know, wearing the mask and the distance and all of that. Um, and, and just so I don't forget to say it later, you know, uh, as far as the mask, you know, our volunteers uh, are, have to wear them according to St. Louis County guidelines. But if you're not a volunteer in the church then you don't have to wear one, okay? And so, um, but, uh, uh, so, but who would have thought, who would have thought that last week, it was like I said last week when, when I was thinking about today and praying about it, I thought that the COVID-19 would be the main thing that folks were thinking about. But who would have thought that, that the COVID-19 would have taken a back seat to this rioting that's going on and the protesting and the racial uh, uh, unrest and all. I mean, that, that's, now that's taken front and center and, and, and uh, some, I'm very concerned for our nation, you know, I, I, I just really am. I just, I just, I just really am. I just I really am. And, and, and I just, I don't have this in my notes, but I'll just say this, the, the, the racism stuff, you have to understand this. It's spiritual at its root. It's spiritual at its root. And uh, you'll never be able to fix it in the natural realm. You can just put Band-Aids on it. You say, how do you know it's spiritual? Well, it, it, keeps, it, keeps, it, it, it never goes away, does it? Does it? I mean, it'll tamp itself down for a while, but then it comes back up. And but we, you understand, it's spiritual at its root. And we had no. I don't think we've had anything quite like this since they say 1968 or along in there. We've had we've had things that have come up. We had the Ferguson thing that came up some years ago, and it, 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 it's just a sad thing. And you know, 
It, it's just sad. And you can, you, you can see how the devil tries to divide. Doesn't he? Skin color. Uh, you know, God doesn't look at skin color. He looks at your heart, doesn't he? And you can see how the devil even works in this COVID stuff to try to get, even divide the church on some things, you know. You, you understand? Like, like, who ought to wear a mask? Who shouldn't wear a mask? Six feet, this, that, the other. You know, you can see how the devil works to divide. It's in times like this, though, that we really... We, we really have to call on our understanding of the word of God and our love for the Lord to make it through these things. You, you understand? Uh, but uh, we're not going to let the devil divide us, are we? Because that's what the, the, the devil tries to do. Because he understands the spiritual principle that Jesus said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. But who would have thought that last week, just last week, who would have thought that by this week this, that, that the COVID-19 would be a secondary story as I stood up here and preached? Who would, who would have thought that? So un, some unprecedented times in the nation. And, and, and the reason I say that I'm so concerned is because you've got the COVID stuff, you've got the racial unsettling and all of that, you've got the economic issues and uh, it just makes a recipe for not good stuff. That's why we really need to be praying at this time and, and praying for the nation. Uh, can you say amen to that? Amen. Now, uh, what I wanted to mainly do though today, because I, I could talk about the rioting and all of that, but I think you've been following that. And I just want to say, as I already said, keep that in your prayers. Just keep that in your prayers. Pray, pray for peace. Pray for peace. Just pray for peace. Will you do that? Pray for peace. And, uh, and, and pray that the spiritual understanding of people would be enlightened. You know, and, and, and pull down spiritual blindness upon people. Because this is a spiritual thing at, at its root, you see. But um, anyway, with the, with the, the COVID, uh, the things of this COVID... And about reopening, like reopening the church. I'm so glad we're able to be here. I, I just really am. Whether we have mass or no mass. Or, <laughs> I just, I'm just, it's like Minnie Pearl said years ago. Anybody remember Minnie Pearl? She wore that hat. She wore that hat with the price tag on it. And whenever she was asked, you know, uh, 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 she'd come out on the Grand Ole Opry, you know. And, she, and she'd, she'd say, I'm just glad to be here. Remember that? Minnie Pearl. So I'm just glad to be here. But I want to talk about, about the reopening. And, uh, uh, and you may not be aware of this. You may not be aware of this. But the, the, the reopening of churches uh, in, in the nation uh, is causing major problems. It's causing major problems for in churches across the nation. It's, it's causing major problems for pastors uh, throughout the nation, uh, causing much division in churches. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, 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 you know, people are, some, some pastors, here's what some pastors are dealing with. They're dealing with uh, 
people who are saying, you know, you know, pastor, you're going too far with all this social distancing and this mask wearing. It's too many precautions. There's really nothing to it. You're going too far. You know, social distancing is not necessary. Wearing a mask is ridiculous. Walk it. You're walking in fear, pastor. You know, these are what pastors are dealing with throughout the nation. It's a serious problem that pastors are having. And then, of course, others in the church, you know, I'm talking about the nation now because I've been following it. Uh, then you'll have others say, Pastor, you're not going far enough. You shouldn't be opening the church yet. You know, and literally they'll say six feet is not far enough. And, and folks are telling their pastors, I'm not ready to come to church yet. I'm not coming. Uh, you know, I, I, some people have taken it so far that they, you know, the, I don't think I ever ought to leave the house again until there's a vaccine. And, uh, and, 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 and they've, they've told their pastors, you know, you're, you're, you're not walking in love uh, by opening your church because you're getting all the people together and you're liable to give them all you know, COVID-19. You, can you see the, the, the catch-22 that pastors are in? Can you see that? Can you see how challenging that is for pastors? You know, because you got folks on, I'm not saying in here, but, but, but I'm saying in the nation, you've got folks that are saying, I will not wear a mask. And you got people over here saying, you know, I'm not ever coming out of my house again. And, and so, you know, as a pastor, this is really difficult to navigate. Do you understand what I just said? Because, because when you deal with people that say, you know, this mask wearing is totally ridiculous. And then you got people over here that, you know, you know they, they've got a tape measure to stay six feet away and... And, you know, they got, they, and some, you know, want to, want to wear like a, like a space suit that you'd have on the moon, you know. And so it's hard. You, you have to try to look at it from the pastor's perspective, you know, what, what do you do? I think of Jesus, our Lord, when that woman was brought to him who was taken in adultery. Remember that? And they, and the law of Moses said that she was to be stoned. Right? But Jesus had been preaching love and forgiveness. So when that woman is before him, he's really caught in a catch-22. He can't really win either way he goes. If he says don't stone her, he's violating the law of Moses. If he says stone her, he's violating the law of love that he'd been teaching. So Jesus, our Lord, what did he say? He that is without sin casts the first stone. That was a slick answer, wasn't it? And it it got him out, didn't it? It got him out of that catch-22. And so, you know, this has even become a political issue in the nation. Uh. There are some who say those 100,000 deaths. Some will say that the 100,000, really it should be higher. Some say the 100,000 is, is, is artificial and it should be lower. And, and I honestly don't know the answer to that. I really don't have any opinion on it. Um, it's, it's just death is, is bad any, any way you slice it. And uh, then you got conspiracy theories that are running rampant. And 
I don't even, you know, I don't even want to get into all of that. It's just, uh, uh, I just want to walk in love and love everybody. That's all I, that's all I want to do. I, I mean, that's really all I want to do. I, I don't know. I don't know. Somehow or another, these last 10 weeks, I, I just, I just want to love people. I, I love people before, but I just want to love people. I just, I just want to love people. I don't want to argue and fuss. How about you? I don't want to argue and fuss. I just want to, I, I don't know the answers to all of it, but I just, I know I love Jesus and I want to help people. That's, that's just where I'm at. But I, I want to say this, and, and you need to listen to me very carefully here, and then I have a few more things I want to say, but I want everyone here at Summit Church to know everybody's listening on the Facebook or whatever. I want everybody to know that, that, Everybody at Summit Church, everybody who attends here, I want you to do what you're comfortable with, with no judgmentalism at all. Can you say amen to that? So if you want to wear a mask, you wear a mask, okay? If you don't want to wear a mask, okay, then you don't have to wear a mask, okay? Now, our volunteers, our volunteers, according to St. Louis County guidelines, have to wear a mask, okay? I have to wear a mask unless I'm up here preaching. I have to keep the distance, okay? But but I, 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 can we real loud say something here? Say no judgmentalism. No judgmentalism. So you want to wear a mask? You wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, you don't wear a mask. And the volunteers uh, need to. But like even our volunteers, what I'm saying to the volunteers is... You know, like our ushers and whatnot. You know, like like once you've ushered and your job is done or whatever, and you're just sitting listening to the message. You know, if you want to take your mask off, take your mask off. You know, if you want to keep it on, keep it on. You know, uh, is everybody okay with that? I, I just think that's the best way because let's don't let this issue divide us. Okay. And so we don't want to look down on somebody who doesn't wear a mask, and we don't want to look down on somebody who does. Let's just walk in love and, and pay no attention to it one way or the other. Just, just, just you do what you're comfortable with, okay? And we've got some folks that, that you know, uh, probably would have liked for us to open up sooner. And maybe have some folks didn't want us to shut down to start with, you know. Uh, others, you know, think we should still wait for a while. So I'm, I, I know St. Louis County gave the green light, I think, last week. So we opened, I think, the first Sunday that we could. I, I think maybe the second Sunday that we could. But uh, guys, I'm trying to do the best I can during this difficult time. Uh, but but, but what, what has spoke the, the, the loudest to me in all of this, and this may be helpful to you, is, is this, this thing of submission to authority. Now, I really want you to listen to me on this. It's, it's this thing of submission to authority. You understand submission when I say submission? Another word that would be good for submission is the word yield. You know, yield, you know, y- yield. And, uh, and, and a lot of times when you bring that word submission up, people think that, you know, there's a dictator and I got to bow down to his every rule. But that's not what submission, that's not what Bible submission is all about. Bible submission is, is a yielding to godly authority. Yielding. Now, nobody in here would have trouble yielding to God, would you? So it's a yielding to godly authority. And uh, this is what, what it's come down to for me. And uh, 
Uh, and, and here's the thing about it. Now, how many of you want to resist the devil and have him flee from you? Now, I sure do. But if you look, and I think we have a scripture, James 4, 7. And you all are probably familiar with it. But see, a lot of times people read the last part of that verse. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And, but you see, the last part of that verse doesn't work unless you do what? You got to do the first half of that verse, which you have to submit to God. Okay? We all want the devil to flee when we resist him. But you got to submit yourself to God. Now, that's the thing here. Now, now, there's nobody that I've ever met that, you know, the Christian now, that I've ever met, that re- for real Christian, if you ask them, do you want to submit to God, they'll all say absolutely, and they'll say, I am submitted to God. But here's the thing. Now, listen carefully. Here's where you find out if you're really submitted to God. Listen carefully. God tells us in His Word about different people we're supposed to submit to. Okay? Are you with me? And so, here's where you really find out if you're submitted to God. Is when somebody that God says in His Word that we're supposed to be submitted to asks us to do something, okay, but we still haven't found out if we're submitted yet. Okay? You don't find out if you're submitted until there is disagreement. Did you get what I just said? Yes or no? So when somebody that God says you're supposed to be submitted to, now you'd want to be submitted to God, wouldn't you? And wouldn't you want to be submitted to someone God tells you to submit to? Yeah. So when that person asks you, I didn't say tells you, I said asks you to do something with which you do not agree, now we're going to find out if you are truly submitted to God. Yes or no? Absolutely the truth. And then we'll find out, or then we'll know whether or not the devil has to resist you when, uh, whether... The de- you know what I'm trying to say, whether or not the devil has to flee when, when you resist him, okay? Did you get the point, though, there? So when do you find out if you're submitted to godly authority? When someone God says you're supposed to be submitted to asks you to do something with which you disagree. disagree. And then, like, like for me, like in my case here, look at Hebrews 13, 17. It'll be on the screen there in the New Living Translation. It says obey, or we could say yield, or we could say submit to who? Your spiritual leaders. And do what they say. Now, let me, let me, I need to say this. If I ask you or told you to go out and rob a bank, would you do that? No, because it violates the word of God. Thou shalt not steal. Okay? Do you understand that? Are you okay with that? So, so if, if I ask you to do something that violated the Bible, you should obey the Bible rather than me. The Bible says to obey God rather than man. Does, does it not? So if I, ask you, if I ask you to go out and rob a bank, you shouldn't do that because the Bible says not to steal. Okay? But if I ask you to do something that, that it doesn't violate the word of God, what does the, the Bible say? It says, obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say 
Their work is to watch for your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be to your benefit. Did you get what that verse just said there? The word, that word right there, that scripture is really telling you to make, that the Bible's telling you to make life easy on your pastor. <laughs> Did you get? Huh? That, that verse just said, make, make life easier on your pastor. Folks, there's a lot of people in the United States right now that's not obeying that verse. Uh, there's people saying, if we have to wear a mask, we're leaving the church. Well, I've never told you you have to wear a mask, have I? But I have asked that our volunteers do. Why? Because the authorities, the governing authorities over me have asked that to be the case. Did you get that or not? See? And so, so uh, and again, you need to realize that I understand that we have some people, I deal, you know, I will not, this is all ridiculous. I understand that. And you got other people, well, you know, it's going to be six months before I come to the church, Pastor. I mean, I, I got to, you understand what I'm saying? So make life easy on me, folks, okay? Follow that and, and obey your spiritual leaders. Now, I seldom ever go to that verse because I don't want it to look like I'm trying to be a Lord and master over you. I don't want to be that. Here's what I've said. Just obey the word of God that I preach, okay? You don't have a problem with that, do you? But, but like this, this, this social distancing stuff, see, you know, you can't go in the Bible. I don't think you can find a verse where it says, thou shalt not wear a mask or thou shalt wear a mask. Does it say that? You can't find that. So, so you know, when stuff like this comes up, you, you get yourself in a position where, you know, you know, if I'm being asked to do something that is not violating the word of God, huh? See, but you have to make that decision, see. And it really comes down, how bad do you want the devil to flee when you resist him, see? So I've been following the lead of, of my pastor, Pastor Hagen, out of uh, Rama Bible Church. And they're doing the same things that we're doing, okay? And so I'm following his lead. See, I'm submitted to authority, I'm following his lead. Plus, if you look at uh, 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 Romans, the 13th chapter, the first couple of verses there, notice what the Bible says. Everyone must submit to the what? To the governing authorities. All authority comes from God. Those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Let's look at the next verse. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. That's what the Bible says. And see, it's times like this where we find a lot out about ourselves, don't we? I think, uh, oh, I almost missed this. Did you know the Apostle Paul? You know who he is. I know you know who he is. He actually, he actually did something when he went, in, when he went to Jerusalem and... Uh, James, the pastor and the elders there, asked him to do something. You can read it in Acts 21. I'm not going to take the time right here. But Acts 21, he, Paul actually did something with which he totally disagreed. But he did it because the pastor of that church and the elders asked him to do it. But it wasn't a heaven-hell issue. Do you understand that? 
And so, so it's about submission, submitting to our spiritual leaders. Now, we just read this, this verse about submitting to governmental authorities. Did you, just, did you see what the Bible says? We're supposed to submit to the governmental authorities. And if you go and you look at what the president has issued concerning uh, these uh, uh, COVID rules, and then you look at his CDC, what he has put forth, what they have put forth, you know, and then you bring it all the way down to St. Louis County, what I'm trying to do is follow what the presidential commission has said to do and, and, and our local authorities. Do you understand what I'm trying to do? Okay, I'm just trying to be submissive to who God tells me to be submissive to. See, I have to make that decision in my heart. You have to make that decision in your heart. You follow what I'm saying? And uh, now I want to say this. Some have said that the government is picking on churches. Some have, when I say some, I mean as I've listened over the last 10 weeks. Some have said, I'm talking about in the United States. Some have said the government is picking on churches. But listen to this. Now listen to this. As long as the sports... They've shut down sports, haven't they? Bush Stadium shut down, isn't it? Restaurants and bars been shut down. Now I know they're making a gradual reopening like we are. They shut Las Vegas down, didn't they? Yeah. So they're not picking on churches, are they? They're not picking on churches. Uh, now, here's the thing. Have you ever heard me say this statement from up here? You know, if, if, if the government ever did something that caused me to violate the word of God, I would, I would obey the word of God and they could put me in jail. Have you ever heard me say that? Well, I've said that many times and, and, and I'm still consistent with that. Here's the thing. What the government has asked us to do in shutting down for, what, what has it been, 10 weeks? And now coming back slowly, gradually... You know, gradually with our worship, gradually, you know. And I'm hoping that as these weeks go on, that the worship will get back with, with you know, Joel will be back up there and, and, and we'll have the words back on the screen and the chairs will get closer back together and the mask will go away and, and all of that. I mean, I, I, I mean that's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm hoping for. But here's the thing. If they would have told me 10 weeks ago... Pastor Terry, we're going to shut your church down, but you can't have service, but we're going to keep Bush Stadium open, we're going to keep the bars open, we're going to keep the restaurants open, we're going to keep the parks open. Guess what I would have done? I would have said no, and they could have put me in jail. Like on the reopening, if they were starting to reopen everything now, and they, but they said you can't open your church, I would, guess what I would do? I'd open the church and they could put me in jail. Do you, see, do you understand my heart in this? Because, because see, but, 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 but here's the thing. If, if they got everything else open and we're still shut down, now they're picking on us and I'm, gonna re, I'm going to stand up against that. Okay? But they haven't, in my opinion, they haven't asked us to do anything that they haven't asked the casinos, the bars, the sports. Do you get that? Do you understand that? Now, I'm not saying that there might not be some place. And See, this, this whole deal with this COVID, if you haven't realized it by now, it's not one size fits all. Do you know what I mean by that? 
So if you're in a place like a city like New York where people are packed on top of each other, they, they might have one set of guidelines that are more stringent, but you come out into a rural area. See, I get that. I understand that. See, see so, so we, we have to realize that, that not, it's not one size fits all. Okay, and, and so are you all okay with? So so, but but guys, gals, listen. I'm just trying to be submissive. I'm trying to be submissive to the president. I'm trying to be submissive to the CDC. I'm trying to be submissive to to the presidential authority. I'm trying to be submissive to St. Louis County. And I don't necessarily, and I want you to know this, I don't necessarily agree with all of this stuff. I don't like wearing a mask. I don't like having to be six feet away from people. I, I, I mean, you need to realize I don't like any of it either. But I had to make a decision, am I going to follow the word of God? Are, you follow what I'm saying? And, and I'm not going to let the devil turn this into, you know, well, you know, wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. Listen, I, I don't want to let him, I'm not going to let him divide this church. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Okay. And, and then also, too, as the time I have left, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians uh, 7, verse 25, I think you ought to look at this. He was... Uh, talking there about marriage and, 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 and all of that, and divorce and all that, but, but, but that's not what I want to talk about. There's a principle here. Notice in 1 Corinthians 7.25, now regarding your question about the young women who are not yet married, he said, I do not have a command from the Lord. So like on this social distancing, I don't have a command from the Lord. You can't go in the Bible and find, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. You can't find that. But he goes on to say, he said, the Lord in his mercy has given me wisdom that can be trusted. And I'll share it with you. And then verse 26, look at this. He says, because of the present crisis, I think it best to remain as you are. So I want to pull from that and listen. We're in a crisis right now in this nation. It's a present crisis. I trust it will pass. Now, the present crisis in Paul's day, it was, it was a persecution and other things you could say. But, but the present crisis here is this COVID thing and, 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 and all of that. And... So he said, because of the present crisis, he said, he said I, I don't have a command from the Lord, but God's given me wisdom. And because of this present crisis, I think it's best. And so I'm standing here saying, I don't have a, a thus saith the Lord on mass, no mass, distancing, no, I don't, you know, but, but I think I have the spirit of God and wisdom in me. And because of this present crisis, I think it best to follow you know, the authority that God tells us to follow. And so we'll follow, you know, the governmental authority. I'm following my pastor's authority. And, and, and we'll work through this. And then, praise God, it'll all ease up in time, I trust. And we'll be back to normal. Amen? Amen. And I have this in my notes. I think it's worth, worth saying. Um, have you all heard of the Lake of the Ozarks? And they ease the distancing... And did you see the pictures that were all over the news, how people were packed on top of each other? Because I think it's important that I say this, okay? And, and, and this really is to people that think all of this is ridiculous, okay? 
you get a group of people packed in like that, okay, and now it's just come out in the news that one of those people has been confirmed to have COVID. Okay, now, so you know how this works. The young people aren't really affected that much, but the elderly people and people who have underlying conditions and whatnot, so those people who are at that party, okay, now they go out and they mingle with others and they go back home and, and the next thing you know, someone with an underlying condition or someone that has, that's elderly or whatever, huh? And so this stuff is, all of a sudden now, it's not a ridiculous thing anymore when you see your loved one in the hospital and you can't even get in there to see them and they're in there on a ventilator and a feeding tube and they die alone and you can't even be by their side. Now all of a sudden now it's not ridiculous anymore. So we have to look at that side of it too. You know, did you get what I just said? And people that think there's nothing to it, there's, it's totally ridiculous, just go talk to some people who have lost loved ones. And like the one guy said on television, the one doctor who I have respect for, he says, you know, to the people that think this is all ridiculous, they just need to walk through one of these COVID wards where people are lined up on ventilators and feeding tubes and they can't breathe and they die and they can't even have their loved ones there. See, guys, and I've heard stories where the one story I heard were at church, they got together, they all sang. And somebody there had the COVID and then it got out and several people died as a result. See, know this. I'm doing what I'm doing to protect you. Okay? I'm doing what I'm doing to protect you because I love you. And I would rather err on the side of caution. Okay? Let's err on the side of caution, all right? You all okay? And let's all be reasonable through this time. Let's all be understanding of one another through this time. Let's all be loving uh, of one another. Let's be accepting of uh, of others' opinions on this subject because it's not a heaven-hell issue. And let's don't be judgmental on it. And this, look, i just got a few minutes left. Look here at John 7 verse 1. Look at this. Let's be reasonable, let's be understanding, let's be loving, let's be accepting. Let's not be judgmental, because these aren't heaven-hell issues. You know, you're not going to get into heaven or not get into heaven because of a mask. Is that right? Okay. But let's all be what Jesus was. Let's be wise. Look at this verse. A lot of people don't realize this verse is in the Bible, but it's there. John 7, 1. I'm going to read it in the King James. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry among the Jews. Why? Because what? The Jews sought to kill him. Well, that's Jesus. He's the Lord. There were times where they came to take him and he walked right through the crowd. What does he have to be afraid of? What does he have to what does he have to be afraid of? He wasn't afraid of anything. He was not operating in fear here. He was operating in wisdom. Did you get that? You know? It's like I said a while ago. We cursed this coronavirus weeks ago, months ago, didn't we? Didn't we? 
So then why do we need to wear why do we need to wear a mask? Why do we need to why do we need to do this social distancing? Why do we need to do all this stuff? Just out of wisdom and err on the side of caution. Is that right? Just err on the side of caution. And I believe in the power of God. I also believe in following good God, uh, good uh, medical things too, see? Y- y'all okay? So, so I think this, you know, it's like Jesus. Remember when the devil tempted him one time to go up on the, the pinnacle of the temple and jump off? He said, if you're the son of God, go up and jump off. The angels will catch you. And Jesus said, you'll not tempt the Lord thy God. Remember that? So Jesus wasn't, he, there was no fear in him, but he's very wise. Okay? And so, 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 so take these two verses and then I'll close. Take these two verses with you. Oh, and by the way, again, based on all this, like prayer in the altar, we're not having prayer in the altar for a while. Now, did I say we're not having prayer? No, I said we're not having prayer in the altar. Because we don't want to, the, the county has asked us not to congregate people together. Okay. So we're still having prayer. So if you need prayer, email me, call me. Uh, get through to me. I'm very, really easy to get through to, and we'll pray for you. We're, we're, we haven't closed down prayer. We're still praying. We're just doing it in a different manner until this present crisis is over. Can, can you say amen to that? Okay, okay, I need to say that. Now look at Romans 8, 28, and then we'll close. Just two more verses, because I want you to grab a hold of these two verses. If nothing else, I want you to grab a hold of these two verses before you leave, okay? Now watch this. Paul said... The Holy Spirit through Paul. And we know that all things work together for good to those who what? Those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. So as long as you love God and as long as you're walking with him in all the light that you have and doing the best you can to walk with him, guess what? All things are going to what? Work together for good. Is that wonderful? And then Philippians 1 verse 12, I've really been, been standing on this and, and, and this has really meant so much to me in the last weeks. The Apostle Paul writes to the Philippian church and he says, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. So it has, so it has become evident that the whole palace guard... And to all the rest, they, they know that it's evident to them that my chains are in Christ. What is he saying here? Some things happened to Paul. He went through some hardships. Some things happened that he wasn't really counting on. But he, he thinks on it and he writes and he says, he says that all these things that happened to me, I wish they wouldn't have happened. I'm putting it in my own words now. But, but as I look back, it all has happened for the furtherance of the gospel. And then he says, there's some, there's some palace guards here, what he's saying. There's some palace guards here that got to hear the gospel that wouldn't have got to hear the gospel if these unfortunate things hadn't happened. And like, like with me, you know, we were doing the Facebook on Sundays, but we were kind of doing it most Sundays, but kind of hit and miss. And, and, but we were, we were doing it. But we weren't doing it all the time. And, and, but now we're doing it every week. And like I said already a couple of times, I mean, these things have happened. Terrible things in the land. And I'm sorry about those things. And my heart breaks and I pray for, those, for folks. But, but this thing has happened to, to us here for the furtherance of the gospel. I've been able to reach 
multitudes of people that, that we wouldn't, uh, you too, but beyond you. Isn't that wonderful? Do you see? Furtherance of the gospel. And so people have got to hear the teaching of the word that may not have ever, would have ever come into the church or whatever the case. So, so that's how I'm choosing to look at this is that all things are working together for good because I love God. I'm walking to the best I know how to walk. And, uh, and, and it's really turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. So that's how I'm looking at it. How about you? So the one hour, I remember Mickey Garagiola at Wrestling at the Chase. How many remembers that? And he'd come on there. He said, this is uh, so-and-so Harley Race fighting Dick the Bruiser, 30-minute time limit. And then he'd, every 10 minutes, he'd say, 10 minutes have elapsed, 20 minutes left. And then he'd say, 20 minutes have elapsed, 10 minutes left. And so I had an hour and 63 minutes have elapsed. So that means I'm out of time. But the reason we're doing the shorter services is so that we don't have to be congregated as long. And we'll get back to our normal length. But hey, uh, next week, what am I teaching on next week right here? The blessing of God. And we're going to go several weeks on it. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to bless you, okay? And uh, we'll be Wednesday night on the, on the internet. And uh, uh, hey, tithes and offerings. Now, did you notice we're not passing the tithes and offerings receptacle? They've asked us not to do that. So it's, at, it's on the table out there. If you have a tithe or an offering, it's on the table out there. You can just slide it in that box out there. Hey, uh, uh, we have online giving, text to give. And I want to commend everybody. You all have been doing a tremendous job uh, during this last 10 weeks of, of continuing to support the church. And we appreciate that. And, uh, and look at all the people we're reaching on the Internet. So, so, so that's, that's because of your financial support and prayer, prayer support. So we... We appreciate that. Don't forget Pastor Diane. Have you been enjoying her messages on, uh, on Friday? She preaches a little shorter than me, but, but, uh, but every bit is powerful and probably more. And so I appreciate what she's doing. So she's on there on Fridays on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website. Next Sunday, we'll be back here. And now we're going to pray. So let's everybody stand. I'm going to dismiss. So now, now here's something else that, that I don't like. I don't like doing this. I don't want to do this. I don't like it because I'd like to dismiss right now and all of us give everybody hugs and talk and talk to you for a while and like I do every week. That's what I'd like to do. But what they've asked us to do, the county has asked us to do, so we're going to do this for a while. And again, I'm doing it to keep you safe. But what I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray and then I'm going to dismiss from the back. The back people have to go out first. And then we'll work to the front. And then I have to ask you not to congregate in the halls or the foyer, but, but uh, to, to, to make your way, to, you know, out, outside. I don't like that, guys. Do you think I'm being rude when I say that? I, I want you to know that, that that goes against everything that I want more than I don't want that. But that's what they've asked us to do. So I'm going to be submissive. Let's do it that way. And then hopefully as time goes on, we'll be able to hug one another and, and all that. Are you okay? But I'm doing it. Because I love you, okay? So let's pray. Father, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Sir, I, 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 first of all, I pray for this situation in our nation with these riots. And sir, we just pull down spiritual blindness on, on those that, that, are, that are, 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 are stirring all these, these problems up. And, and we just pull down the spiritual blindness. And we just ask that your gospel would be spread to them and that the light of God would shine upon their hearts. And we just believe right now for protection. 
and that your hand would be, uh, 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 your hand of protection would prevail. And we ask that peace would prevail and we ask you for peace in the name of the Lord Jesus. And sir, we're so grateful concerning this COVID thing that you warned us about it before it ever came on the scene. You showed us things to come. And sir, as we take these steps that we're taking, sir, I trust that you'll see that we're just being submissive to you, submissive to your word, and that as we do these things, that your hand of blessing will continue upon us and that when the devil rears his ugly head, we can resist him and he will flee because we're submitted to you. And I pray for these wonderful people that your hand of blessing would be on them. And sir, I pray for the, this upcoming series on the blessing of God that, that you would, uh, would just, just, just bless us all as a result of it. And uplift us all and encourage us all for we all need it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. So if you all at the back there, I'll have to dismiss you now. So if you all at the back would go and uh, just let that back row. We'll, we'll see you. We love you.